All right, welcome back to the Seed Talk podcast. We are excited. Uh, today we have Luca Pataki, the Senior Vice President of Automated Content for Sport Radar, joining us today. Sport Radar is a leading global sports technology company, creating immersive experience for sports fans and betters. Luca, thanks for joining. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this because, uh, especially with the automated content side of kind of what you were doing and obviously everything that is going into kind of the AI space and, and what feels like it's coming from a sports perspective. So I'd love to start there. Like, how have you seen, I know you've been at Sport Radar for like, you know, the last eight years, eight, nine years or so. What have you kind of seen in this space? What, what's the transformation been in this space over that time that you kind of seen uh, within sports and, and where do you maybe see sport maybe in general kind of kind of moving toward? Yeah, I mean, um, indeed, I've I've just I've been with Sported just over 10 years and actually um, currently I'm focusing on uh, automated content area and actually uh, it sounds quite interesting and actually it is really interesting. Uh, the main thing that my team focuses around is around is about creating content in automated way that means that there is a lot of like really advanced tech around ai computer vision machine learning deep learning um i would say in general um our focus and our main kind of um, uh, core area is of course sports data and how does sports data enhance experiences and we feel um, sports data over the last years or decade and even more has really been um, like the fuel of a lot of um, new um, experiences, new insight, um, whether it's for athletes, for fans. Um, and so, yeah, we've really, that's sort of where we've been. And one thing that um, I, I would say really shows over the last years and where um, that industry developed when it comes to sports data is that actually more and more data is needed to power experiences, to create insights, to engage fans. And I often say like what was once enough in terms of very kind of basic statistics and, and something that would engage and create narrative is just not enough. And we see that technology mm -hmm. plays a key role here in order for us to be able to create more data, to create more content, because yeah, that's then really driving the more engaging inside that creates the streaming experience which is a lot more engaging augmented or virtual creates new betting opportunities you know attention spans are are shrinking and that's also mm -hmm. something that has um, been seen not just in sports like everywhere but in sports as well and so we need to find also ways of how we use technology and data to actually tap into that new generation and create those sort of short form uh, forms of entertainment and engagement. And again, that's something where um, technology and deeper data and tracking data helps kind of create these um, sort of snackable quick insights that drag mm -hmm. people into it. So that we've been always centered around sports data and around creating um, fan engagement um, for, yeah, for the fans uh, and actually making it like bringing it to the new level. Yeah, you know, I love that we start there. And, you know, just to, to back, you know, back up a little bit, you guys have been going since 2001. Uh, you know, can you give a little bit more more of an outlook where, you know, you don't have to go too granular, but real high level, because I, I think your sport radar is so multifaceted. And, 
you see that with the partnerships that you guys have generated. So you have the content side of things, like you said, from the data and polling. And by the way, I always love to say this, and I I, I love the where, where you guys are at. I gotta see you because data is currency <laughs> out here. Yes, absolutely. Data is hundred percent currency. It's like you guys have kind of set yourself up as a as the Google at the moment as the basis for a lot of these companies. So can you just kind of give a breakdown of you know the different directions and the, and the different avenues that you guys uh, uh, allow or you know make yourself available to for for partnerships yeah. and and uh, for different organizations? Yeah, of course. So I, I think you guys already mentioned at the beginning. So we are a sports technology company, really a global player, and we try to um, create products and services and experiences that engage fans and betters. Um, that's a good way to uh, to say what we are doing. But uh, what's even more important is that what we provide is a very robust sports data and tech platform, which is critical infrastructure for a lot of our partners in uh, betting and in sports media industry. Uh, ultimately, we are business to business to consumer company, I would say. So meaning we work very closely with our partners, whether that's um, leagues, teams, betting companies, media companies, and we build products and services that then help engage fans. So we'll be um, very uh, present in the betting uh, industry where we have more than 900 customers. We will be a source of live scores and statistics for uh, media outlets. Uh, we serve teams and leagues with real-time analytics, um, uh, video breakdowns to help improve coaching and performance. And actually one thing that is really also very important to us is that because we are so um, deep in the uh, sports betting industry, we also uh, monitor the data to detect critical patterns to show that everything um, is uh, fine and you know try to or identify potential match fixing so that, uh, um, so that we can also make sure that sports stay um, mm -hmm. safe. So we are really present in kind of all of these, um, I would say, layers in the right. market where data is kind of needed to power um, products. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the content side if I can. Um, and you talked sure. about data kind of helping you to create create content, create, you, you talked about, Jin, really kind of like everybody now, right? Our, our attention span is so, so small. How have you been able to take and really action data so that it's hitting, especially younger consumers uh, in this kind of YouTube, TikTok kind of era that we're in right now? Yeah, so I think this is where really technology comes in and what actually my team also tries to focus on. Um, so we've realized that to get to that sort of really kind of short form insight content, whether it's highlights or or just yeah, some sort of a narrative or micro betting, which is again, a new form of betting where you don't necessarily need to um, join in for the whole game and, and watch the whole game, but you can step in for a short while, you get engaged with this and then you can step out. And we realized that in order to go there, we just need to um, kind of increase um, the, the data scope, I guess, if I can say it like this. And the only way we can do this is by using technology. And what that helped us do is like, if you compare something that we do by using computer vision, where we analyze a video from the venue and we extract more information out of it, we can get up to 100 times more data out of it. So we're talking about ball positions tracking, you know, you guys will be very familiar with this. And that actually helps then create those experiences. And when we talk specifically what it is, so we've um, built products that actually augment stream. So start overlaying with interesting stats um, that are relevant, like contextually relevant, that mm -hmm. actually kind of pull um, a person in that also allow 
um, broadcaster or reporter to kind of build narrative around. Then like something that we very recently launched, for example, in table tennis, which is a very big betting sport is kind of ability to bet on number of bounces on the table. And we are talking about something where, you know, on every rally, which lasts like anything between 20 seconds and 40 seconds, you have like a betting opportunity. And again, you don't need to step in for the whole game. You can play a bit and then go out. And so that's where, you know, you grab the attention for these short periods. And that's how we see how these types of data, so deeper data, mm -hmm. and the only way to get to it is automated. And the mm -hmm. only way to analyze it is AI. Mm -hmm. trading and odds calculation everything has to be completely automated and so that's really how how we tap into this market of course then there's also performance aspect of it and how mm -hmm. leagues and teams can use all of this data but uh, ultimately yeah tech is the key element here and also for us everything these days is around ai and we see mm -hmm. that ai will power pretty much all of our products and that's how you get that competitive edge in the market yeah, and I, and I think since you guys have been going since 01, I mean, you guys have so many APIs that want to go, you know, specific for different uh, for different organizations, different leagues, whether if it's NBA, you know, whether if it's the, whether if it's NASCAR. So you've been spearheading um, you've been spearheading the table tennis initiative. And like you just yes. broke down, how how hard is it right now? Because you guys are you're obviously you're a leader in the space. Um, and as you're training these models, how hard is it working with your data scientists to stay ahead of the curve so that you can continue to be that go-to partner for whether if it's a future future partnership that you're looking for or your current partnerships? Because like you said, the, the betting the betting uh, the betting landscape is so dynamic. So how are you guys you know staying ahead of the curve? Uh, and you know what's your powered strategy there? Yeah, so um, the when it comes to like data science and AI, it's it's a field that you know you you can never kind of fall asleep on. The, mm -hmm. um, that tech is um, evolving so fast, and actually, even if you would ask me like five or six years ago about some things that we do today, I'd probably I probably wouldn't have an answer for it, or I wouldn't mm -hmm. quite know how we will get there. Mm -hmm. um, and this has evolved a lot. Like computer vision is not a new field. Like it exists for quite a long time and there's a lot of applications that everyone knows. Mm -hmm. But actually only let's say the last 10 years with the um, with more sort of um, appearance of deep learning with uh, mm -hmm. transfer learning and things like that, that really kind of enabled a lot of use cases that before were not possible because you either needed enormous um, data sets or you needed enormous processing power. And all of this right. is becoming available, but you can never uh, fall asleep on this. So like all of our kind of computer vision, deep learning engineers, they try to stay in touch with what's happening. We constantly like look at, um, you know, how we can further apply technology to help our products. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's the only way how you can do it because otherwise um, very likely you, you fall behind if you, if you don't follow yeah. the, the trends and where the, the tech is going. And we've always tried to do this and, um, yeah, the, the table tennis initiative, I, uh, I always say to my colleagues, it's, I mean, this one is really the first time where, um, for sported or at least for one sport, we've kind of, uh, automated the full, um, workflow right we are talking mm -hmm. from the very acquisition of the of all the data that is collected all the way to all the odds calculation um trading and delivery of products like everything is so ai powered 
and it's extremely scalable. Um, so like it's 200,000 events per year mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it runs like automated with uh, some, yeah, really, really interesting um, tech behind it. And yeah, I always get kind of a bit of uh, goosebumps when I talk about <laughs> it because it is really, really uh, powerful and also sometimes difficult to explain how, how uh, exciting it is. Yeah, I mean, I for one, for one, you know, uh, I mean, you've been spearheading computer vision, and one, the processing power that it takes to to compute to, to compute everything that you guys are doing and synthesizing at the edge, and I think it's amazing in real time, real time synthesis, uh, real real time synthesis of 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 in processing of skeletal movement, like you said, the ball bouncing. Yeah. You're making it, you're making it easy for betters. I said this to Sterling a, a couple of weeks ago. I was like. I don't know how people lose money out here <laughs> and then, from that angle, because, you know, it, it should come back to the law of averages. If you're seeing uh, real time data being processed, you should you know see if a player has a certain percentage where, of course, you yeah. know, they, they end up winning after, say, a, a long however long it takes for them to play for a rally in this game or something like that. And then it, it should be it, what you position and what you put out there should benefit betters in such a way where, like, you're essentially playing at the craps table. You, you, you have you have the best odds against the house. You, you're, you're making it fun and you're making it um, easy for those that are also novices to get into this area. Uh, so I just think it's really cool for what you guys have positioned. And I, I think it's, um, you know, very innovative. I think you're, you're starting off with table tennis now. And I think you're looking to position yourself to move into tennis. Um, yeah. I, I just think that's, you know, really cool. And I, it's um, a platform that, you know, continues to keep you guys out in the forefront uh, as one of the leaders in the industry. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, as you said, we started with table tennis. We're actually already quite actively working on tennis, on basketball, some other sports, and kind of looking at similar approaches. Um, mm -hmm. Everywhere it's how we can enhance the streaming. So with like more augmented streaming or more immersive streaming, we're looking at micro markets. So, you know, you start again, like shortening that cycle. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the same kind of idea with, across different sports. And um, yeah, so definitely going that direction. And um, but what also is quite exciting from like automated content team is that every sport presents like different challenges from the mm -hmm. deep learning, machine learning perspective. Yes, table tennis, for example, is like relatively contained environment. So from that perspective, um, good, but mm -hmm. it's a very fast sport, right? The ball is right. probably the fastest of all of them. So what we are using, for example, is um, pretty um, high frame rate camera, like 120 images per second. Mm -hmm. And now imagine how much data comes out of this, right? From every single image, you have like skeletal tracking, ball position. You are, we are talking about so much data that can drive an insight, like can understand better, like which player is pressuring on which player in terms of a game, like how that enhances predictions. Um, there is a lot of stuff actually that comes out of this. And uh, yeah, but every sport is a different kind of beast to tackle and it's challenging, but, and there's always like positives and negatives. Um, and yeah, we are now super excited also about team sports and how that applies there. It's gonna be also very, very, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, and you talk about that, uh, I guess kind of that, you talked about the content overlay a little bit, that next front of frontier for you, uh, obviously with streaming and what that what that impact is, and now with, you know, Apple kind of rolling out their, you know, their 4K and their VR uh, glasses that are coming out, what do you see in terms of that? Um, are there challenges with that in terms of the technology and kind of capturing that data, or is it going to be fairly seamless for what you guys have already kind of established and what you, you know, kind of hope to integrate into? 
Yeah, so actually fan engagement is also one of really important verticals in, in, in SportRadar and part of that is also looking at uh, virtualization. And so, you know, how can you take all of these 3D data, um, skeletal data and actually create like uh, completely immersive virtual experiences mm -hmm. and in real time. We've always been like fully real time focused, right? For us, the value of data is within the first five to 10 seconds. And after that, you know, that value starts to decrease. So mm -hmm. even when we are talking about virtualization, we are always thinking about how can we create like virtual worlds and virtual experiences in real time. And the technology is there, right? Um, Unreal Engine, I don't know how much you guys have seen of this, but you know, there's some stuff which is really photorealistic, like you can almost not, not believe it. Mm -hmm. um, the processing power is there and it's only gonna get better. Um, so yeah, it still requires a lot of data. It still requires a lot of processing power, but these things are getting more available and, um, this is definitely coming. Right. And it creates then, um, you know, maybe two, three years ago, still people looked at this as something like far, far in the future. But right. I think the, the time when you can actually place yourself into the field and you can really move around and in real time, watch the game from wherever you want, this is not far away anymore. Um, and data and all the tracking systems will are starting to allow that and we are very close to that yeah i mean it's i find it so impressive just because the scale that you guys are currently at i mean i want to i would love to dive down and be like you know how do you guys keep your availability up you know because you guys got to have you know, with as much mission critical equipment that you guys have 100 availability here and, and and then also i think a big thing right now um because you guys you guys have, have have partnered in so many different avenues uh and you've Security and cybersecurity is such a a, a a strong issue um, right now. So, how have you guys been able to, you know, really hone in and um, one provide that availability, whether if it's you know 100% six nines, wherever you are across the across the globe, uh, keep that low latency and then also provide that that uh, security blanket as well it's kind of a big question it's a lot yeah. there uh, uh, but i'm just very i'm just very interested because i mean you guys are you're spread you're, you're you're global and uh the processing power that you guys have is is just so powerful um so just really curious there yeah. as uh to how you guys you know accomplish that because it's very impressive yeah, and uh, probably I'm not fully the right person, so I'm not. Probably Sorry about that. I just, details, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I can, but I can tell you for sure. I mean, as I said earlier, right? We serve as critical infrastructure to a lot of businesses, and they depend on that, mm -hmm. and they depend mm -hmm. on accuracy and quality and reliability and latency, right? And that has been always from day one the most important thing. Um, and actually. Even interestingly, we've approached computer vision also always from that perspective, right? And um, uh, also, I talked to a lot of startups that tried that do similar things, and um, you know, we all we always kind of also explain how we approach it, and they are often also quite impressed, like how we um, how we manage to do things with mm -hmm. this tech um, in real time and with such high accuracy. But that has always been really important for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, um, I'm also, um, uh, uh I, I wouldn't say pressed. I, I know that the team works hard to achieve that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of teams that work on making sure that we have reliable systems, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely the, the core of the business and it has to be like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we managed to, and that's why also we are respected um, partner yeah. for many organizations, for federations, because we can 
ensure that level of reliability. But yeah, since I'm not really from yeah, that no. area, I probably can't give <laughs> no, you more. No, you're good. Though. I was just, I just thought it was really interesting, and and uh, part of me was like, man, Taylor, don't don't ask that. But I was like, let me just let me still just ask because I was, I was I, my my curiosity is you know got the best of me because I just think that you know from from what you're releasing and and how you've developed compute computer vision. Um, and then where you all have also positioned yourself with different with different uh, you know sports leagues and, and then where you're doing to continue to to build on the fan engagement that you guys have had. So I just uh, thought yeah. that was just thought that you know it was just really and, cool. And even even in computer vision data collection, right? If I just look at that part, mm -hmm. there is like we have a lot of um, systems that run twenty four seven in the cloud, and so mm -hmm. again that requires like a lot of. Um, uh, focus on making sure it's highly reliable and highly available system. And mm -hmm. again, like a whole team just kind of make sure that those cloud services constantly run and that we, if something falls down, there is a backup available to take over mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, it's a 24 seven running and um, some sometimes, you know, our approach in a lot of this is like, we really want these systems to be as automated as possible. Mm -hmm. So least least intervention right mm -hmm. um and that's kind of the approach and yeah it's it's the team needs to stay focused and um constantly see how they can improve the system so that we can deliver the reliable service yeah fantastic yeah what are you all focused on kind of now is it is uh, i know nascar just kind of happened a bed mgm if i'm correct there right from a partnership perspective what's next kind of like for your team what are you kind of focused on now moving into 2024 so for my team, from the automated content perspective, we are really looking at how we scale that from um, what we've done in table tennis and how can we support like further growth in other sports. And definitely the next steps are uh, NBA and tennis. And we've secured, you know, you know, we are a partner of NBA and there's a lot of ideas and a lot of work together with the league to try to kind of bring new experiences. And some of these yeah. um, ideas around augmented streaming are are also, of course, ideas that we want to bring to the table there. And then, of course, also you will know that we've um, partnered with ATP. So it's also another one from tennis where we are looking at how we can also strengthen that relationship, bring um, stuff uh, to fans there. So really the 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 focus for my team is how can we take what we've learned and done for table tennis and apply those in um, you know sports that table tennis is a very betting sport. And now we are looking mm -hmm. at how we breach also go out just of betting, but also really creating like fan um, and athlete experiences as well. So that will be kind of like um, the team's focus for the next year. I, let's, I want to look at it a little bit too from the from the player perspective, um, because all the data that you guys you know process, they're able to you know improve their game as well. So how's that? How's that been? What's the feedback been from you know players? Whether if it's table tennis, as you've been into tennis, have they seen you know kind of uh you know a certain jump in their game you know or they're just like wow I, I didn't have this data before and then now i can see where i've had shortcomings in my game and i can strengthen it in here and you know these yeah. different areas yeah so the i would say the area where or the sport where we are most present uh, when it comes to coaching is basketball um you know with, uh, a, a few years ago we acquired um, synergy a company that was quite strongly present in in basketball mm -hmm. and actually also with the coaching platform and so that's where, of course, we've seen a lot of um, kind of positive um, feedback and um, response to uh, using more tracking data to help in in performance analysis. Mm -hmm. um, we in in tennis and in table tennis, I would say, haven't yet been so far so far into the athlete. In table mm -hmm. tennis, we have we have built some sort of initial 
views on how actually some of the statistics will help them understand a little bit better how they perform. Um, but uh, um, that has not yet, let's say, um, shown like it, it has not yet scaled up a lot. So right. currently, m most that we do in the performance is definitely in basketball mm -hmm. and looking in other sports where it also would make sense, especially where we already have a bit stronger present with tracking data and where we can actually uh, supply this to athletes. But yeah, the responses are always good. And you can also see from a lot of smaller startup companies, they are like in CV space, computer vision and machine learning. They are uh, very heavily in this in this space. And mm -hmm. you can see that there is a lot of positive response on how tracking data can help, um, you know, improve, improve performance, tactics. Um, yeah, just in general, the game. Yeah, it's got to be tough for me. Like, if I had that track of me, it just it would just confirm me. Like, Taylor, you Man. suck. Yeah, <laughs> give it's it like, up. It's like you're not doing anything out there, right? <laughs> you should yeah. probably stop shooting from three and just do some layups. <laughs> let's yeah. let's start small and and then build there. That's that's what I always think. It's, it's I find funny because. I, I would love to use it just because I want to humble some people out here just for, for people, especially my co-host over there on my right or left. However, you can see it be like, you know what? You thought you were great, but the dad is saying, you know what, buddy, go sit on the bench. That used to be I used to be a long time ago. Uh, Luca, were you were you a sports guy growing up? How did you get into kind of sports technology? Uh, so I did I did play some sports. Um, I played tennis for quite a long time. Uh, I never so much enjoyed watching tennis. Actually, I always enjoyed more playing. I, I actually mm -hmm. always enjoyed more playing sports than watching sports. I'm not like I would say like very um, uh, um, big fan, like I'm more a social fan. So I, I watch yeah. uh, games, but it's more for a social experience. Not mm -hmm. I, I don't. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself like a big fan, but I do like sports mm -hmm. um, and sports technology. So it's an interesting uh, journey, actually. So, I mean, I've started with Sportada just a bit uh, under 10 years ago. And actually very quickly in my journey with Sportada at one point, um, myself and two of my colleagues at that time decided like, we want to make sure that um, Sportada always stays at the front of the industry, that we mm -hmm. always find time and space to explore technologies. And so we started innovation team. So actually that was kind of the start. And last, I would say six years were really, really heavily surrounded with sports and tech. So always thinking about how we can take the technology out there. Um, it was blockchain and then, yeah, mm -hmm. AI and computer vision and, and try different things. So um, I, I always liked technology, but I liked it. Uh, always from the perspective of how can it create a value for the business, right? Because it's right. it's always very easy to get overwhelmed by it. There's a lot out there mm -hmm. and very quickly you can jump on it and, and you have and it's all over the place. Um, I always wanted to make sure that when we do use it, we kind of try to understand what problem are we solving for us and then actually mm -hmm. really apply it there. And that has always been the, the idea and, and I like this. It really keeps me awake uh or wakes me up every morning and yeah. really wanting to try and do more because it is really an exciting space and it's still evolving and it's still growing and i really don't see the end of it i would say i'm with you uh, you know that's why we love talking the, this cross-section of sports and technology for sports tech and it's not in its infancy but it's it's you know and it's such a beginning stage still and, and has yeah. so so far to go um and it's so dynamic like you said always always moving parts within the industry because like you said stuff that keeps you up you're like oh well you know what's tangible what what can continue to improve like sports 
and how can one from the fan perspective benefit off of this? And then also on the back end, players being able to reap the benefits like we were just talking about previously um, with with analyzing the data. On a side note, because you said you came up on tennis. Are you uh, are, are you a hard line on tennis versus pickleball over here with the rise in pickleball? Are you and have you are you guys going to dive into that pickleball space, too? Um, it's definitely something that's on the radar. Um, there's a lot of uh, interesting, uh, I would say, emerging racket sports these days. Um, yeah. yeah, so we are we are looking into it. Um, pedal, pickleball, there's a lot of stuff. And um, actually also a lot of tech because we there is, I would say, currently a little bit more work on racket sports. So a lot mm-hmm. of this tech is transferable mm-hmm. and um, and the sports are also becoming more and more popular. So um, yeah, it seems we've kind of currently narrowed our focus quite well in terms of where where the growth is coming from. So we are looking into it. Um, so stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be something <laughs> coming up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Luca, we're, we're almost at 30 uh, here, kind of a time here. Do you want to plug anything? Is there anything you want for the, the fans out there or anyone that's kind of like a potential partner to, to kind of hear from you? Yeah, I mean, if, uh, if there's anyone who is super excited about, uh, again, this tech, AI, how it's applied to sports data collection or just like, you know, uh, analysis of data, um, yeah, get in touch with me. Um, easiest these days to reach me out, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, just I, we always like to hear from um, startups that are in this space uh, because, yeah, we are a big company and, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can't do everything you want to, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's always good to, um, you know, find partners who can also help you with that, uh, with that respect. Um, and yeah, um, always on the lookout, to be honest, to find mm-hmm. like new technologies and see how we can partner with someone. Nice. Well, no, this has been great. It's awesome to learn. Uh, I know Taylor asked you a couple of super deep dive questions, so appreciate Sorry about you. That. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. My bad. <laughs> they're, they're large questions, but I mean, I was like, I was curious. Sorry, right, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you you hanging there and answering those. So this is truly, it's been awesome to kind of learn from you and, and to really kind of get an understanding of what what you're doing from your team perspective, what Sport Radar is doing, and, and kind of the next foray into sports data and, and really kind of the sports analytics perspective of how we're we're gonna, you know, where where it's kind of going and transforming. So thanks so much for for joining the Sea Talk podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, and um, yeah, see you soon sometime. Yeah, absolutely.